Robert Dunn joins us once again after the successful launch of his most recent video, which I would like to talk about. So the question number one is when you are shooting in the wild <laughs> like that, what uh, what do you do with your camera settings? Do you like always, uh, this is like just a nerdy question that I've kind of like just uh, crowbarred in here because I'm selfish. <laughs> but um, when you're shooting outside, I saw all of those shots of you in the parking lot and whatnot um how how does that go for you and are you like always on manual and you just like have to go with it yes i am on manual 90 percent of the time a few years ago i got brave and started putting my dslr in automatic mode but i can't do that anymore because i've got a issue with my camera mm. so i can't set the shutter speed above i think it's 100 and it, it the image goes all funky what camera do you use it is a Lumix uh, G85, I think. I just kind of figured you'd be a Lumix person. Have you ever gone outside of that? Or has that always been your camera of choice? That's always been my, uh, for a long time, that's been my camera of choice. I, do, I did recently get a, uh, a little Sony ZV-E10, little vlogger camera to sit on top of a gimbal for more point and shoot stuff. But yeah. Yeah, it's usually just that and a GoPro in, in the cars. You got to get one of these Instax, you know? I just took a picture of us using this. I, got, I just got this thing. This is a, it's like a Polaroid. It's not Polaroid brand, but you say Polaroid, everybody knows what you mean. So it's an instant photo. And look, it's starting to come up. Is that for my, my thumbnails? Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's much business case in that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been having so much fun with this thing. It's so ridiculous. The, the photos are so weird looking. They're so, they're like from a different, era because they're always blown out and they're kind of like soft and weird looking oh man it's like there's a filter on it, it is <laughs> even though it like it is and, that but I, I got to thinking about this because i've been putting them on instagram stories and so i've been trying to actually create a story out of the photos that i take and so it, you know it had me thinking that like really the only i like the fact that it's it's a temporary it, it's only a one-of-a-kind photo that, you know, that's the only way it exists is just in that one thing. But if you want to share it, <clears throat> you have to take a digital picture of it, which is kind of, a, I don't know why that just is hard for me to just kind of wrap my head around. That's what I was going to ask you. How are you sharing this on Instagram? Are you just taking a photo of your photo? Exactly. So like, oh, so yesterday, what I did is I shot a video using my phone of me taking a selfie with the instant camera. So then the next picture was the picture that I took with that. There, you can kind of see it. That's the picture that I took when I was shooting the video. So then the following picture was me taking a picture of that picture that I took. So it just sort of, it's like the only way you could do it is just try to remove this yourself from reality. <laughs> in, in but no matter how many times you take a digital picture of it, the analog, to your earlier point, the analog picture will always only ever be the, one, the one of one of that one moment. Thing. And there's something actually really cool. About I think so. That. And it's, so, it's going to be fun. I'm going to take this to this, this, this dumb conference I'm going to. <laughs> is it work? It is work rich gone. I shouldn't say dumb. <laughs> well, the conference is like nothing really, but yeah, I love meeting everybody there and seeing all, all of my, maker and woodworker friends there. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take it there and just take lots of pictures and hand them out to people. I think that'll be fun. Oh, you won't be able to keep them. Are you going to take backup photos of your photos that you're handing out? No. 
or just live in the moment. Just live in the moment. It's a... You should take uh, the photos of the photos and turn them into NFTs, <laughs> and then you could track them. <laughs> well, see, that's my next step. Is I've got to somehow bring this into AI. <laughs> yes, have uh, Sora generated. See, that's what you could do. You could have Sora generate a, a, a video, one minute video, in the style of instant photography. So it'd be thirty FPS. Polaroids. Am I out of the loop here? What did you call that? Sora? Sora? Chat, G- that. Chat, Chat GPT's new AI video generator. Oh, see, I don't. Mm-hmm. I use Chat GPT all the time. How did I not know they had a video generator? I, I know about Dolly. It's, it's pretty new. It's it's closed access right now. They're oh. they're not open, but their oh. sample videos are absolutely incredible. Oh, they I look gotta get real. Oh wow. <laughs> I gotta get on. So I could just prompt it and say Robert Dunn find takes an electric car and tests well, it and makes an entertaining unity. Yeah. Probably not, huh? Yeah, you can't I, I don't think you can generate real people, but it will generate very realistic fake people. With an extra finger. That's incredible. <laughs> All of them with an extra <laughs> finger. Uh, some you should look at some of the sample videos on their on their website. They're they're really good. You have to what Look is it called again? What's it called again? Sora, S O R A. Okay. I saw. I saw the. Uh, it was on Reddit, and I think it, it was. Uh, there was a lady walking through the rain in what looked like you know, a metropolis of some sort. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those. Um, pretty crazy. And then a cat running through a field. I think was another one. Um, and it's just kind of crazy to think that that cat does not exist. Yeah. But then at the same time, I was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like, oh, like I get it. Like I, I guess it's it's just kind of the same as AI. Do you think it's going to? Um, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on AI? Like, what's your like? Do you use it? Do you like it? Do you? I don't. I, I don't use it as much as I feel like I absolutely could. But for stuff like this, the Sora, it, when it becomes open, I'm going to use it for stock footage for sure. Definitely, yeah. I don't use stock footage very much, but. That's going to be way easier than hunting down some historical archive or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to get on this just so I can abuse it in some way. <laughs> That's basically you all I do with Dolly. Else. Yeah. You're over there with your analog photos, Steve. So you don't you don't need anything to like. That is the <laughs> farthest thing away from AI video generation. Is... But you know what the the best thing about this camera is? Okay, so it's it's designed to take vertical shots, obviously, because they figure everybody's going to put them on <laughs> on social media, which is kind of weird. But it has a selfie mirror right here, so it's just this little bitty oh, mirror my. where you can <laughs> look at yourself. <laughs> It's so analog. There's, it's so weird having a camera that has nothing digital about it. And the mirror, I take it, is curved in the same way a that the lens bit, is. Yeah, oh, yeah cool. it's a little distorted, and it, it's sort of accurate, you know, but it gets you close. But I, I like that the pictures you take that there's like a little parallax problem, you know, because you have a viewfinder over here, but the lens is over here, because it just adds that weirdness of the photos that are like a little cockeyed and a little <laughs> off centered. <laughs> I love to hear you talking about this as someone who was big into film photography back in the day. Yeah. And you sound exactly like a teenager that's discovering this for the first time. <laughs> it's funny because that was my career, shooting film, yeah, shooting photography photographs on film. Yeah, here we are. 
And soon we won't be able to generate videos. Or we won't be able to make videos because they will be generated. They'll all be generated, yeah. But it's going to fill the, like, the TikTok space because I can see how that stuff's oh, going to be pretty easy to just like... <laughs> oh, man. So we'll just make it like just undesirable because just everything will just be available and like it'll be the Wild West. Yeah. I actually already saw a TikTok video. It was uh, someone pulling a chair out of the sand and I, I kept looking at this thinking, what's special about this? And it wasn't until much later that I realized, oh, that was AI generated. Mm. That's why it was being presented to me. What do you use for your stock clips now in your videos? Uh, almost nothing. <laughs> Every time I need stock footage, I struggle to find anything. And usually I just end up pulling a photo from some website and crediting the website because mm -hmm. I just give up on and trying to figure out who to attribute and all so that. Sometimes I'll just do that and then just like a slow Ken Burns effect, zoom in and that's, <laughs> yeah, there that's you go. <laughs> or sometimes I'll just go and actually set up the shot myself and pull out a camera and actually shoot some crappy B-roll myself yeah. just for the sake of filling the void. But you know, everybody uses stock photos and just leaves the watermark on it. And I don't know if that's even legal to do, but everybody seems to do that. I've done that before. Just like, whatever, here's the watermark. That's probably harder to catch by YouTube than uh, copyrighted music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, you uh, released a video, what was it, four days ago now? Uh, which was the FTR video. Well done, by the way. A brilliant video. Um, oh, thanks. Uh, and uh, we were all having a, a conversation off the podcast, as it were, about uh, some of the comments that we have kind of come across. <laughs> and Steve actually has had a, a, a did a bold move with a community post, which was just <laughs> ruffled some incredible feathers. So for those, oh well, actually, why don't we start there actually, Steve, because that's, oh, a, that's a great place. What happened? What, what happened with your, your contribution to the. It was strange. So I, I, on my, you know, you've got the community posts on your YouTube channel, which some people look at. It's, it's a very minor, I think minor feature of YouTube. So usually I use it to like plug a recent video or something or plug my, usually I'll, cause my other podcast creative culture, which is just about creativity. That's the whole nature of the podcast is creativity and art. And so I will post, make a post on my regular woodworking channel. I'm like, Hey, here's a, the latest episode. I think it's really good. And if you want to check it out, here's the link to it. Boom. That's all it is. It's just, and this is, this is normal behavior on a community post to just suggest other videos, other channels, yeah. everything. And I do this all the time. Usually nothing. I don't get a single comment on those when I plug something like that. It's just crickets. And I think, well, whatever, maybe five people end up watching the video. But, <laughs> but this time I made a post that just was so triggering to people. And it was about a guest I had on, and this has been over a month now, but I thought, oh yeah, I should probably plug that because the video is doing really well on that channel. And it was a tarot card reader because I just think that the the art of tarot is, is interesting. And I think that the, the creativity involved in reading those cards is interesting. So I had an interview with her and oh boy, just to plug that video, just set people off. It set two groups of people off. The religious people who instantly had to tell me I'm basically going to hell. They told me to literally repent for speaking to this person. 
and then the science community, who is basically at this point the same as the religious community on this. We're telling me it's all bullshit. famously two groups that get along. It's, it's the horseshoe theory, right? They all come together at that at that point, and so. <laughs> They were like, this is all bullshit. I, that's it. Unsubscribed. This has nothing to do with woodworking, which also kind of drives me crazy because it's like, of course it does. I'm just plugging another thing. It, this isn't my channel. It's not even on my channel. It's just me talking to somebody. But anyways, that, shoo, man, that community post, it's generated, I don't know, probably close to 200 comments now. And it's just, people are very angry and telling me how they're going to unsubscribe because I spoke to this person. Just to be clear about how angry they are, it's 245 comments, Steve. There we go. That's the and, the, and the top, and literally the top comment. Is that the one I pinned? Yes, which you happen to pin, strangely. <laughs> Basically says it doesn't coincide with the person's Christian beliefs. Evil, wicked people. Those yeah, tarot folk wicked. scripture makes it clear. Repent. Have you considered repenting, Steve? <laughs> that comment did it for me. I'm repenting. <laughs> uh, I, like the best part is the other top comments are just nope and you know nope nope not for me nope not for me yeah, which is not uh, today Satan not today Satan. <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult to talk about this in a public way without offending even more people. Right. And without coming across as, oh, YouTubers, you have the best job ever. You're going to complain about comments. Yeah. Very much That's so. True. However, it I think there's also these people leave these comments in this space because they think that it actually doesn't travel back to a creator or, uh, hmm. or whatnot. And, um, or they don't care. Or that they don't does. care that yeah. it does. Or I submit that people like use that space because it's almost allowed online where it like it, al it allows you that anonymity to be like, no, you're this and I believe that. Like, do you think any of these people would say yeah. this to your face, Steve? No, no. I don't. I, I really don't think so. I think it's just they're, I, I don't know. They, they just see all online spaces probably as just their way of venting and getting getting things off their chest. I mean, I just wonder if in like the whole history of the internet, if somebody has like converted or whatever, because somebody left a comment quoting a Bible <laughs> passage or, you know, a verse from the Bible and then tells you to repent. Has anybody ever read that and go, you know what? He's right. <laughs> I'm going to I, church. I don't think anyone has repented also from massive billboards that say Jesus is the answer. No but they still pay big money for those billboards. How about those Super Bowl ads? Like $14 million yeah. they spent on two Super Bowl ads that are just like, they're Jesus ads. That's what Jesus wants. You're spending $14 million. You could have spent the money, you know, actually helping people. <laughs> <laughs> One could no, argue. Let's, that's why would you do that? let's promote a website instead. <laughs> There's a billboard near me that says the website that it's advertising is Jew Belong. Oh. Which is just what? awful. <laughs> I don't even it's know the, if I want to know more. It's an anti-anti-Semitism billboard. Okay. Yeah. And you go They should have workshopped the name and, a little and bit. Yeah. You, like you have to think that there's a better way to do this and a better way to spend money. Because there's no return on investment, really. Like it's an outlay of $14 million. Are they right. getting enough people to put enough... You know, scratching well, those plates that hand so around. So here's the thing. This is this, uh, I forget what it's called, this Jesus 
loves you. Or I, I forget what it is, the website, but they, they've been advertising for like an, over a year now. I think they were last year's Super Bowl also. And th they're these real kind of, I don't know, sickeningly sweet commercials about Jesus loved the poor too, or, or, or whatever. I don't know. But Oh, Jesus was a socialist. So, <laughs> so they, they, you go to this website and I, for the life of me, I cannot figure it out. So I started to Google this because I was really curious. And you start to just type in what's with the Jesus ads or something. You don't even have to finish the thing. Google knows because everybody is trying to figure out what's this game, what is going on behind this. And even after reading articles and trying to figure this out, I still don't really understand what those ads are about. Apparently they're funded by some billionaire who is, I don't know how, what his game is, but I still, I really can't figure it out. Even trying to understand it. It's just a weird, it's like a, if I was a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but I'm not. Sounds like you already are. I am, yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. Should we talk about politics yeah, next? And, so, and then we'll talk know? about with money, sex, politics. <laughs> we've, we've covered the religion. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. But, oh, the, and I forgot the science people, though, about that, that post. Oh, yes, yes. We gotta, don't forget about the science people who have this need to explain why everything is wrong or why you're doing something wrong. And they're the ones also, it was like half of the comments are from the science people who just like, they refuse to even look at that video. I would always ask them in those comments. I'm mean, like, do you, do you watch the video? It's just an interview, you know? Nope, I refuse. It, it doesn't align with my worldview. <laughs> so it's dogmatic. I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, a very common comment I got on the Aptera video was what happens when that thing interacts with a big American 6,000 pound SUV? Oh, yeah. And it's not an unfair point, but I noticed that the common thread between all these comments was the weight mm -hmm. is always 6,000 pounds. It's always big American SUV. Clearly this is a widespread idea because there were lots of comments about what happens with all the big American SUVs and trucks on the road, but not a single comment about semi trucks, which <laughs> in my mind is a lot bigger of a threat yeah. than a tiny little SUV running around. Yeah. Well, isn't that sort of an odd um, justification, I guess, for not wanting a car because of the possibility that a yeah. larger car is going to kill you or, or I mean, that could happen in really any car, I would think. It could happen in any car. And what it leads to is these people that are afraid of big SUVs buying a big SUV so that they feel safe, mm -hmm. even though size has really nothing to do with the crashworthiness of no. the vehicle. As an anecdotal example, a Jeep Wrangler fares much worse in a crash test than a Nissan Versa <laughs> or Nissan Sentra, I think is what I looked up. Well, as a, as a car guy, and now you probably are well aware of this, I guess, but aren't the cars today just so much safer than ever before? I mean, it not it, it's becoming yes. increasingly rare, it seems like, to have a, a fatality in a yeah, car. It's a, yeah. There, uh, that's what I found out by looking up all these crash test results to try to find vehicles that maybe disprove the, the size uh, variable of it is that basically everything is safe. Yeah. The Jeep Wrangler is the worst one I found and it was still pretty dang safe. Is that just because it has a rollover 
possibility or something because it's top heavy. I, yeah, I think handling characteristics has something to do with it. Also, the doors are removable and not all that thick. It's body on frame, that sort of thing. It's like my my stepmother. She, <laughs> I don't know why this is a hang up with her, but she'll see these wrecks on TV news because she's obsessed with local news or something. And the whole car is just like a, is like a ball of aluminum foil. She's like completely crushed. And she goes, see that? They just don't make cars like they used to. They used to have steel bumpers and, and everything, and they wouldn't have this. And I'm like, no, they're supposed to do that. That's the idea yeah. is those crumple, they crumple up like that. And the people walk away from these, but she cannot get that through her head. So what she needs is a Cybertruck so she can feel safe, but actually be less safe. <laughs> well, tell us about this. What's the deal there? I, I assume you're familiar with the Cybertruck. I am, but I didn't know that it was less safe. <laughs> I don't know that it's actually less safe. It's probably pretty safe, but it doesn't crumple like a normal vehicle because of the, the stainless steel side oh, panels. Oh, right. It can skewer the vehicle that you're, that you're crashing Do into. they rust? I don't, I don't know. I've seen several articles about how they are rusting, and all of the photos that I've seen of the supposed rust have been really grainy and look like anything. <laughs> it looks like it could be sand on the yeah. on the body panels. I have no idea. Yeah, I saw a couple of those too. I, I, it's exactly my thought. And I, whenever I see these things, I always kind of think of these are just like pictures that go around so that other people could say, see, told you so. I told yeah, you this thing yeah. was going to be crap, and there you have it. Yeah, and it... There's so much of that in the EV space already. Mm. That it's just, and especially when it's Elon it's Musk's cool. truck, I think people extra yeah, want well, yeah, to like it comes with its own bag, pile yeah. on, and just be like, "Look what a failure he is! Look, he's he's dumb and whatnot." The other real common thing I see with that is just people think it's just a really ugly truck. Well, it is. I'm not. See, I don't think it is. <laughs> I think it's just interesting looking. I I don't know. I mean, everybody. It's like one of these kind of things. <laughs> this is also a similar kind of comment that you see is where somebody leaves a comment and well we can all agree that this thing is ugly or this is a horrible movie or whatever and it's like no we cannot all agree on this it's a subjective speaking thing. on behalf of everyone i mean it is though it's objectively it is objectively <laughs> ugly i will give it the, i uh, the last thing i can remember which had the same appeal so. was either like the Pontiac came out with a car called the Aztec, which was horrible. Oh, that was Walter White drove the Walter White's car. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and often topping the lists of the ugliest cars. And I think that's why they picked it for the show and stuff like that. But the other one that I remember was Hummer. And to this day, mm. I still don't think a Hummer yeah. looks cool, but it's a spectacle. Like it's, I can see how the Cybertruck has the same appeal as like a Hummer does, but that yeah. does not make it pretty. I, I kind of agree with Steve on this one. I don't think it's ugly or pretty, I don't think it deserves yeah. to be judged on looks. It, it just it, it just exists. Well, it's, it's, it's a different, thing. and it's interesting because it's different, I think. Yeah. That said, from the back angle and from underneath, it is kind of, it's kind of fat looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, which it I is. guess I, I think I just fat It's just so reminiscent of what a, like what an eight-year-old would draw a truck at. <laughs> and I get that that was used as like, ha, 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 it looks like an eight-year-old, but like it genuinely yeah. does. Like the angles seem yeah. strange and weird and kind of obtuse and someone who doesn't understand. Supposedly that was the origin story, but I heard one of the engineers talk about the origin story and it directly contradicted mm -hmm. that. So who knows? I think, I think Franz von Holzhausen, or however you pronounce his name, created that and that got picked yeah. as the design. 
Yeah, a lot of times these origin stories are just bullshit and make it sound like it. Extra lore for the people to buy into. But you know, it used to be that the Edsel was considered mm. like the ugliest car ever made, and it was often held up as like. And now there's like collectors yeah. who just love the love them. But it's still it, it looks of its time. Yeah, it's not. That's why I say the Cybertruck isn't styled. It's it's not it's not pretty or ugly. It's just a it thing. Is. It doesn't look. <laughs> Like it belong. Yeah, yeah. And in that way, it's it's successfully, it's wonderful. And it is beautiful in that way, I guess, is your point. There you go. I just wish they would have put a bigger battery in the stupid thing. Oh, really? <laughs> is that the problem? It's useless for towing. It's got, it has a smaller battery than a Lightning, which already had a pretty mm. ineffective towing range. So it's towing range with a big unaerodynamic trailer is like 90 yeah. miles. Have you? So you're wanting to get one of these Apteras, huh? Oh, yeah. That thing is really cool. I made a mistake after putting that video out because I said at the end of the video for an unbiased opinion, I'm not going to sign up for the referral program. But then I found out if I get 33 referrals, just 33, then I get a whole free um, Aptera. So I definitely should have done that. Can you clip that. that end off of the video and just <laughs> edit in a new bit? What, what What is a referral? Does that mean an actual sale? It's a pre-order sale yes, or, so a reservation that, sale. 33 would be really hard to do i think you did the right thing i think it just to have you saying listen this is a video i made because i wanted to i spent my own money to come out here and look at this car yeah i, I think that holds so much more weight and, and is so much more valuable to people watching that video than yeah if you had taken the they told me about another youtuber that has 20 free Apteras that he's racked up with referrals so i'll just take one holy of his. crow <laughs> So what uh, What if I got 32? Is there like, I just get nothing or is there a... <laughs> no, it's a, a each reser, each uh, a referral is $1,000 $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, off of a, a launch edition. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, you just do one Squarespace ad and you get that all covered. <laughs> uh, but there was something wonderfully sincere about that at the end. And that actually made yeah. kind of, that was one of the top comments on, on your video, which was exactly that. It's like that sincere thing at the end really made it be about what the video was about. So good job on making a video about the thing and making it very clear that you in no way would financially benefit from this. You know, in, even though I said that at the end of the video, because it was at the end of the video, likely, I still got a couple comments that said this was an advertisement. <laughs> Don't you just, doesn't that just want to make you pull your hair out? Yes. <laughs> That's my biggest pet peeve is people commenting on things that they clearly answered in so the video. So just watch the fucking video. Is that a troll? That <laughs> yeah. can't be. Like, that's got to be a troll, right? <laughs> uh, I, I never know. It's hard to tell. And that's why the answer is to never read the comments. No. Yeah, I, I typically read the comments about four hours after vi the video came out and then stop after that. Uh, how long do you read for? How do long I? do you read the comments for? You say you, oh, sorry. You, oh, I'm oh, saying four hours after the video. And then you, and then yeah. it goes into the whatever and you do not pay attention to them again. Good job. Right. Yeah. The only thing I look at is I occasionally glance at the very basic analytics, see what it is out I, of 10. I got to, I got to stop doing that. I got to start doing that. Steve, you read the comments a lot, don't you? Well, you know, it's because I have the stupid notifications on my phone. <clears throat> and so a, a comment comes through and, and I'm like, oh, what's that? Somebody read. And the, the YouTube is really weird because it has, 
I don't know. Little things YouTube does kind of drive me crazy. And one of them is that there's the YouTube app and then there's the YouTube creator app. And when somebody replies to a comment that like you've replied to, it'll show up in the YouTube app, not the studio app. And so you click on it and it takes you to the video so you can read the comment. But other times, if it's just somebody else replying, I forget exactly how this is. I'll get these comments come through and I click on it and it doesn't go on my studio app. It won't show me the comment. I would have to scroll through and figure out, oh, what was this guy replying to? I don't know. That's just a weird thing. I don't yeah. even know how to describe that, but it's one of those things. That it seems like a, a new a new bug in the YouTube studio app. I used to be able, it would give me a notification that someone left a, a comment, mm -hmm. tap the notification, and it took me to that comment, and it doesn't do that anymore, and that's the most infuriating right. thing ever. Right, it just takes you to like all comments or whatever, and it's, it's likely something that was a while back. But you know, <clears throat> YouTube is really improving things now. You can sort your videos by color. Did you guys get that? Oh, that was YouTube. That's YouTube. Did you guys try that? No. Did you? No. It's I haven't the most even ridiculous seen thing. that. Okay, so maybe this is just something they're new trying out on mine. But you get this this thing, and it's it's like, oh, try a whole new way of searching. Search by color and or organized videos by color. So you have red, green, or blue, and you click on red, and so basically it does is it goes through like thumbnails that are predominantly red, and why? What, what benefit is this? Is, is this like YouTube saying, we got nothing, you know, here, you, you don't, we don't know what you, you just, just, we're going to show you some colors. I'm sad. I need blue videos. Today. <laughs> and it has no relation on the video itself. It's just, the, it's just the thumbnails. Why would right. that be useful? I don't know. Maybe YouTube just wants to be video racist. <laughs> YouTube would just get their shit together. I remember Google used to have the Google Labs and they would do fun stuff with search and then they would kind of like beta some stuff and like whatever. I've seen YouTube maybe do stuff like that. Maybe not actually. Maybe maybe this is their version of it. But I can't in any way like square how color would color of the thumbnail let alone like would in any way determine Okay, here I'm going to show this to you. Here's the there thing it is. I get. It says Ooh. Yeah, it says <clears throat> craving something new, yeah. red, blue, or green. Okay, yeah, so which color? You want, you want me to do blue? Here's blue. Sh sure. Okay, let's go. All right. So here's the blue. That's awful. So it's just blue. Blue is. And you get a rainbow video right off the bat. You know, there's like blue backgrounds. There, there's. And I again, mean, yeah, it's I just a mishmash. Like of... that one, would you really call that one blue? And when no. once it starts playing, it's not blue. Maybe the content of the video? No, no it's, it's just thumbnails. No, the guy's got a blue shirt on. It's ridiculous. I hate that. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, we, to your point, Steve, we have nothing. So sort the thing by color. Like, we got to get people something for them to keep watching. Let's, uh, colors. Let's just uh, throw colors at them. <laughs> Someone at YouTube noticed, hey, you know, we're scanning these thumbnails. We can pick up on the general color theme of the thumbnail. We should do something with that. They should find a feature that could eliminate thumbnails that have thumbnail face in them. So I never oh, have to yeah. see a Mr. Beast video ever again be serviced for. Right. What would you watch? There would be nothing be left. Nothing. Yeah. Very true. You'd have technology connections ah. and nothing else. 
I've been going through a purge on my YouTube channel and just like, cause I, I subscribe to hundreds and hundreds of channels and I use the subscription feed and I like to kind of see those come through, but anymore, it's just so many. And I've been just purging channels that I just don't watch. And one of my criteria is, is kind of that if they have this continual thumbnail clickbait stuff, I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't need this in my life. So <laughs> I'm, I'm removing it. Yeah, I find myself falling into the trap of the 24-7 news cycle. Mm. Even if I need, or even if I don't have a good idea, I still have to, I still need to put out a video. And it, so I end up putting out these things that I have no interest in or adding nothing to the world because it's my job and I have to. And I don't like that. I, I, I wish everyone could just put out videos as they please. And so we'd have here. nothing but good here, content. Here. Yeah. I'm trying to, to do that now. And it, it's obviously, you know, you take a financial hit when you do that. But yeah. I, I will get people that will ask me, don't you post videos anymore? I'm like, yeah, when I can, I'm just doing it mostly like once a month now. But yeah, I kind of had this existential crisis about how about my relationship to sh social media and scrolling and endlessly seeing stuff and then realizing that really I'm kind of part of the problem in a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Like you feel like you're consuming as opposed to like <laughs> doing what you did, which started the venture. That's the issue with me. Like I go to somewhere with the best of intentions, but then you get stuck. So even if you're, you've, you've removed all of the Everything. I've tried to remove everything aside from Reddit. And I make an excuse for that because it's like, oh, I need to know about news. But I'm actually now starting to wonder if I actually need to know about news because I'm not even sure if that's important or not. Do you, like, do you guys uh, consume Reddit or the news or like? I, I, I have not been on Reddit in a long time. But as far as news goes, I find the most helpful thing is I think I got this tip from Steve years ago is to ask my Google home for a news roundup mm, in the morning. Yeah. Five minutes. That's it. That's all I need to know. Yeah. That's all. That's basically all I do is, and I figure if something really important happens, I'll know about it, but I don't need to know about, I don't know, the weather in Michigan or, you know, sometimes they'll be like, that's news. It's like, Oh, there was a huge storm somewhere. And it, yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff is, is so irrelevant in my life and but those are the kind of things that have such great visuals and they get you sucked into oh, them great clickbait headlines and next I, thing you know you're in the storm algorithm and we've talked about on your pixel phone when you scroll over to the far left you get the the news feed and you know that that news feed anytime i open a new tab in chrome is when i'm presented with that and that is so well tailored to my interests <laughs> I get a lot of EV news yeah. through that yeah. and a lot of it I had not heard of before. And because I always click on the things that I find interesting, it's learning about me more <laughs> and it's becoming, I should, I'm going to start going to new tabs just to get information on EVs. <laughs> I accidentally clicked on a link because someone named Berna boy made an appearance at the Grammys and sang a song and I accidentally clicked a video and uh, my phone was on the bed and I didn't notice for like a minute. So I watched a minute, watched a minute of this video. Oh, no. And for three days now, for three <laughs> solid days, I've had, oh man, Burna Boy's net worth has been recently updated. Did you know Burna Boy was seen with this person? Like just the thick of it. So 
Yeah, no, I and I turn that feature off. And it's not like they just kind of take that feature away. When you scroll over, it literally yeah. has a big, oh, you accidentally have turned off your newsfeed in order to re-able it. Just <laughs> click this button right here and it'll re-able. Uh, it's, it's, it sucks. My, I, I hate when it gets it wrong. Like I'll be presented a news yeah. article from India or something. And I, my immediate first thought is, oh, no, I've been hacked. Yes. Mm. I wish there was like a, a time limit though on some of this stuff that because I get interested in things for very short periods of time, and then after that I'm like, no, now I don't need to see any more stuff. Like for, for for whatever reason, right now I'm getting in my YouTube feed videos from Post Malone, and there's just like interviews and shorts with and and it's just because I you know I like him, I think he's an interesting personality and everything. It's like, but now this has been a few days now. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm kind of done with that. Yeah. You can stop with the Post Malone stuff. I don't know. Time limit, just like they you sure you have want to go deeper. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so you uh, narrowed down the amount of uh, channels that you were actually subscribed to, and we had this conversation. Yeah, uh, and I said I put we at least at the the Clean My Space channel subscribes to like very few, maybe like ten or twenty channels. So the homepage or the, the main page of YouTube is usually just filled with what the algorithm recommendations right and it's just as trash as the pixel one which is like i literally watched oh i accidentally watched back-to-back coffeezilla videos so i might as well have non-stop coffeezilla being you know fed to me for the next three weeks or something mm -hmm. like that and I, we've been hearing through comments that people who are subscribed to our channel aren't seeing our videos and if views are any indication uh that is actually the truth. Steve, I think you have mentioned in the past that mm -hmm. you feel like you really don't have like this well, exposure to the people who are apparently subscribed. Yeah, I thought about that a lot because I, I get those comments a lot too. It's like, well, it's great to see you again after, you know, the, I haven't seen you in a year or whatever. And even though I'm posting videos all the time, I've never stopped. And, but you get those a lot. And I, I think it's, I have a feeling it's people who don't really use YouTube. They're not like power users and they don't really go to a subscription tab that they're basically yeah. relying on the home feed. And if, and which I, I like the home feed too. I mean, that's where I find a lot of new interesting things, but if you're just doing the home feed and you like don't watch one of my videos, then it's less likely you're going to see it in the home feed for the next video. And so then you just get caught. It just kind of, your recommendation just kind of corrode and they just go away and you're not being shown those anymore. So I do think that there's some value to that subscription feed if you use it. I use it daily. Same here, but I, I feel like if someone subscribes, that has that does not affect their recommendation algorithm at all. No. I feel like there should be a weight put on. If someone subscribes to you, then they're, it should recommend your videos. But it doesn't seem to do that in the That slightest. was exactly yeah, my if you're point. not watching it, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what it feels like. And then it almost seems like, well, of course, if there's going to be a shortage of stuff to feed you on your recommended page um, based upon your viewing history, then they'll just probably prioritize advertisers or like promoted videos or whatever yeah. on top of that over your subscription model. And I get that they kind of want to phase it out, but like there really should be, there should be a, a weight associated with it where it's like, this is a subscription mm -hmm. and it gets bumped to the top of the page as opposed to the 
700th CoffeeZilla video that you've seen. You know who does this pretty good job of this, even though it's it was a feature I didn't even realize happened. It was Instagram because Instagram has a curated feed that you get normally. But if you just click on the top thing, you can switch it to just only the chan- or only the Instagrams that you follow. And so you'll actually get to see everybody's posts. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I use that so it's only seeing the people that I follow. I wonder what the percentage of users is that use that feature rather than just doing Well, it. that's just it. I didn't even know it existed. It doesn't really make it clear. You have to like go to your home thing and you have to click on the little Instagram logo at the top. There's not even like a, you know, indication that it's there. You just got to <laughs> kind of do it. And somebody told me that and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You can follow TikTok's you, the same way. You can do it by following people you're following or favorites. But I've also been whittling down my the people I follow on Instagram quite a bit. I've got it down to 195, which is pretty manageable. And what I'm finding is it mostly it's it's smaller pages and friends. I have never been an Instagram user. You like? I mean, I'm, I'm on Instagram, but yeah. I don't. I, I never go to the app. I, I've never really. Got the appeal of it. Just looking at photos and now it's mostly videos. It's just. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Chad, you and I were talking about this yesterday. Was it we were, Mm. was I having this conversation with you or sometimes it's hard for me to remember (laughs) who I talked to, but about art on Instagram and how Instagram has really made it difficult for artists who want to showcase their work because as soon as they switched over to it being a video platform, it's not about showing a gallery of your work anymore. It's about, okay, now if you really want people to see your stuff, you have to shoot the video of how you made the artwork. So the video becomes the art and the consumable rather than the finished art. Which is just hell on the creator. It is, yeah. Nothing sucks more than knowing the only way you'll get whatever more views or likes or whatever uh, like exposure on your stuff is literally taking hours and hours and hours to film the actual painting process and then like putting music to it and editing yeah. a video and then when you post a picture of like a final product it falls flat because it's like no one no one's interested in just the picture anymore it needs to be entertaining so now there's a piece of content that needs to be created outside of it and that's really intrusive when you're actually just trying to sit down paint yeah that's the same way with all of my projects i can't just work on something and then show the end result that no no one would care i have to show the whole process of everything yeah and with with adhd that can be really hard (laughs) well this is one of the things that that brogan said in in his video and we're going to have him on this show soon and he was talking about how he you know wishes that there was an option on Instagram to just only show photos that you could just remove videos from your feed. And I really like that idea. Just kind of old school Instagram, just see pictures. I actually don't, I like looking at pictures. (laughs) I like looking at pictures of people throughout their day doing whatever. To me, all that stuff is interesting. How many people, if they had that option, would just create photos their uh, a trailer for their video. Yeah. <laughs> oh their, my God. An advertisement for their nails, Instagram yeah. video. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you use you use Twitter or whatever it's called. X X correct? Yeah, I use Twitter. Yeah, look at you. Good on you. What 
how do you go to the website? If you type in x.com, it redirects to twitter.com. Oh, good. As it, oh, really? As it should. <laughs> Is it one of those things where everybody's just going to always call it Twitter? Do you think it's ever going to come to a point where people really start calling it X? I watched a video this morning, or maybe it was last night, that a guy was referring to people on X. And it was, I think, the first time I've ever heard someone say X and not mention Twitter at all. Right. And it caught me off guard. Because it yeah, sounds... you have to say X, formerly known as Twitter or whatever. And I'm not talking That's... about the drug. This was a Tesla-specific <laughs> video, so I assumed that he was some sort of Musk fan and oh. immediately dismissed him because he was calling it X. <laughs> God, I haven't looked at Twitter in so long, or X. You really haven't missed... Am I missing out? Uh, no. No, I, I found that the comments on Twitter are... Even worse than day 10 of a YouTube video. <laughs> I like that day 10 of a YouTube video. That's hilarious. So is it, uh, is it, is it just a vice for you? Like you just, yeah, you, you know what it is and you just go in cause you enjoy it. I mean, I don't even use it all that much anymore mm. for a while. It was a place to share things, but now I just share things that I want to share with individual people. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know what my target audience is and I know what, how they're going to react roughly. It's not, I'm going to post a picture of this car and get some inane response from some idiot who's just trying to rile me up. <laughs> I'm going to post it to, I'm going to send it to, I don't know anyone named Brian. I'm going to send it to Brian and he's going to react how I think. Uh, can I ask what car you drive that gets the most attention? Recently, it's been these two solos that I just picked oh, up. My the God. ones that you sent the picture of. I, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, been, I've started watching the eyes of the drivers that I meet on the road, and I noticed 90% of them are not just looking at me. They're staring at me. They do double takes. I think I'm going to cause an accident. I've started even looping around in parking lots to just see reactions of people. So d describe these cars to people who don't know what these are. Yeah, so it's a single-seater, three-wheeled, technically classified as a motorcycle. They're very small. I took a picture of it next to a Fiat 500 yesterday, and it looked like it, it made the Fiat 500 look like an SUV <laughs> comparison. A little electric thing. It's got surprisingly large amount of power for how tiny it is, 80 horsepower. <laughs> and do you have to have a motorcycle license for that? No, it's like the Aptera. You okay. don't need a motorcycle license or a helmet or anything. Yeah. Well, you know, if and they're, they're a big very car much hits not it, you're they're dead. built in Canada, these two. <laughs> if my 6,000-pound <laughs> truck. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that, that does beg the question of, I wonder if they also make that same comment on, like, motorcycle channels. <laughs> no, that's another thing they don't do. They don't comment on motorcycles, which is obviously less safe <laughs> well if a six thousand pound truck hits that motorcycle <laughs> you're dead <laughs> the thing that really riles me up and this is getting into politics i think is the 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 government institutions that view small cars or imported cars as dangerous vehicle for example georgia just started revoking titles of legally imported uh, K trucks, small, tiny little Japanese mm -hmm. trucks because they're unsafe, but they're not saying anything about vintage American cars or more importantly, motorcycles or three right. vehicles, <laughs> which are obviously unsafe. 
Wow. So it's, but they're not even allowing you to own these Japanese K trucks, which were legally imported. So how does that work on a state by state basis? I mean, they're saying they just can't sell them there or? They started revoking titles and not allowing people to title them. Oh, so it's I a, see. It's a, that's how so it's So you, well, you can get it titled based. in a different state or something? Yeah, you'd have to. Well, so, There's a few others. So this is, this is political. This is, Clearly, this is political. Well, actually, it's, it's, yeah. it's big auto investing in politics and it's like yeah. it's got to be like ford right or something like that who like turns well, some see, keys i don't even understand because to legally import a car it has to be over 25 years old so what what competition does that present hmm. I, I mean i i guess I, my, my only thought is that if you're talking about these k trucks i like my only thought would be like i guess pick up Com- like company that sells pickup trucks would be like, oh, wow, we don't want this super cheap little truck, which can do the job of a pickup truck. Or am I like completely <laughs> out to left field here? I have, I have no idea. I don't think that is it, but I really don't know. I read an article about it that was assuming why this was happening. And it was something to do with some big, I don't even know what to call it. It wasn't a company I- entity that made some guidelines that the states are following. And these guidelines are based on ATVs. Mm. Don't remember it. I'm just parroting an article badly at this point. Fair enough. Well, you have to register a lot of vehicles. It's probably an ongoing thing for you to always, you're probably really up on that process. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm up on it because everyone's different. Mm. (laughs) These solos that I just got, I'm technically legally the first owner of them. I bought them from a a guy that used to work at the company. Mm. He got fired. He kept these two, uh, presumably legally. They didn't come up as stolen, so I'm going to assume. Well, that he they, did get they, fired. They really mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and I had to. I, I all I had was the MSO, the manufacturer statement of origin, with these two cars, and I took that to the DMV and expected to just get a title, but I I couldn't do that. They said because these MSOs are made out to a dealership, and I didn't buy them from a dealership. I bought them from some guy, and they're like six years old at this point. I had to go through a court procedure. Oh my God. Called the declaratory judgment. So I had to submit paperwork, which said almost nothing about the cars, did not include the bill of sale or the MSOs or any information about them, just had the VIN and the name of the guy that I tried to contact, which there's no way they could, or the, that I bought him from, which there's no way they could contact him from just his name. And it went through this whole court, court procedure. It took like two months. And from that, they said, yeah, he's the legal owner. And then I got him tied. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so this was just something you, you didn't have to get a, an attorney or something to, to fill out all that paperwork. You just did it on your no. own. No, hmm. I just had to pay the local courthouse hundred bucks a car hmm. to go through this meaningless procedure. <laughs> wow. I even got a, a, a copy of the letter from the attorney that was advising on this case and I, I did not understand the legalese of this letter, so I input it into ChatGPT and had it <laughs> explained to me like it was a hip team. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being that attorney? That's got to be like the most boring type of attorney there is. I oh, mean, yeah. when people at, at a cocktail party say, oh, what do you do? And he's like, I'm an attorney. Oh, what kind of mm-hmm. law do you do? Like car registration. Car registration. <laughs> They're like, Ooh. okay, well. Wow. (laughs) And the contents of this letter was just, I can neither confirm nor deny that he's the legal owner. 
Wow. That was it. That's it. It didn't come up as stolen. That's all I got. So, so they're just like rubber stamping this stuff, basically. Yes. <laughs> How many vehicles do you have now? Uh, last count was a dozen, and now I have two more. So I think it's 14. Wow. wow. You need to do a fleet <laughs> update video. Yeah, I do. That's, that's probably coming okay. soon. People love that I've stuff. I've got a sponsorship for from BetterHelp next month, which mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that because I have mentioned BetterHelp in videos in the past with them not being sponsors. Sponsors. Oh. And uh, I'm a, I'm worried now that uh, since they're paying me, it's going to be completely inauthentic sounding. Oh. <laughs> this video is like a big ad for mental health, Robert. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Trying to make me healthy over here, Robert? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I still get emails to this day uh, thanking me for talking about mental health with, mm-hmm. without being paid for it. And now I'm going to be paid for it. It, it feels wrong. But they're paying well, so that's my good for you. Yeah. So this first, well, that's fantastic. That's excellent. So I hear you. You said you got uh, you're going to be a featured speaker at Open Source this year, huh? I am indeed. Can we say? Can we talk about about that? that? Or is that like hush hush? I I I think it's on their website. It's called Open Source. I mean, one would (laughs) one would assume it's it's not much. Well, what is that? So what does that mean? Do you have to give a, a a speech? No, the uh, questionnaire this year involved asking me, are you okay with being on a panel? Are you okay with being, what was it, being the moderator of a panel? And there was a third option, I think. And I was okay with everything except for being a moderator because that sounds like too much pressure. Yeah. So I don't. I, I, may, I may be in one of these panels, but probably not. Oh, that'd not. be cool. That's, a, that's fun because I, I, I've been on the panels before and it's because that's so easy. You don't really have to prepare anything just to answer questions. Yeah. yeah. What goes, I wouldn't want to have to give a speech. What goes on at that place? I'm just ready for that eight-year-old to come up and ask me why I don't make more videos <laughs> and I don't have to answer that. <laughs> Did you know rubbing alcohol could release epoxy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> robert oh robert robert i love your latest video <laughs> oh I, okay i so i told you all in the group chat off podcast that i had a video where i said that uh, i tried to separate hot glue from these two battery modules and then i had commenters telling me you know isopropyl alcohol can release hot glue and which is a fine tip but I had 86 comments telling me the same thing. <laughs> and what I didn't tell you all was I also got emails, Patreon mm. messages, and Instagram DMs also about the same thing, multiple of each. It's just, and it's hard to be mad about it because these are people just giving yeah. me mm. a tip yeah. and they're being helpful. But my God, look at the comments. <laughs> just read for one second. You'll see that somebody yeah. mentioned it. Wow. I'm pretty sure one of, one of the top comments is that exact tip. And yet someone is going to just scroll yeah. right past this and leave their own comment. Just pin it. And they all start out with the same thing. Pro tip. Mm. Yeah. Or pro tip. secret tip yeah. or something like that. Because it's coming from them it. and they, it's, right. It's a secret that tip. That makes them feel like about. a pro now that I'm sharing it. Now that I've said that, I do appreciate these comments though. I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> but I think it's just people just have a desire to share their knowledge yeah <laughs> and like yes. that's how that's too. how the comments kind of worked we we also discussed that we, we came full circle with that where it's like that video has how many comments does your video have on it two thousand I, I don't know i only counted a thousands i think uh, the last time i checked it was like 2600 <laughs> or something like that mm-hmm. so i get that a really good piece of advice keeps floating up top but yes you're right in in 
like in aggregate when you look at the whole amount. I know that when sometimes you'll see a top comment on on Reddit and the person will give the thing and then they'll put an edit and they'll be like, okay, I get it. I was wrong with my take. Could you please stop messaging me 24-7? My inbox is blowing up because I had a bad take. Yes, This is definitely a time in history where you do not want to have a bad take. No. Or on purpose have a bad take or say something wrong so that you'll get corrected about it a million times and drive engagement. Right. Mm, drive engagement yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. I've done that a couple of times and uh, I'll, I'll claim that it was on purpose. That's what I was telling Steve. I was saying Steve should just lean into the whole like tarot thing. Just put like a, tar- like put a random tarot card just in the background or stuff. I'm going to start doing that. Because these people, they I'll, clearly they haven't really seen my videos because I've got like, all sorts of shit all over my walls. I got Ouija boards and pentagrams and all signs of scary things. And but you know the the video I did recently, I just did a short about my it's a dead blow mallet, and it was just to complement the actual video of making the thing. And it was like, here's how a, a dead blow mallet works. And I, I used the word efficient. Okay, so I've learned. <laughs> that Wait, is that all you did? You just said efficient? Yeah, I said that this said it it's was more efficient. And so that triggered the science oh, crowd at, because I it, there's a scientific meaning to like something is scientifically more efficient and how efficiency works. I don't know. I'm not a science guy. But oh my God, the science. There's like threads that now there's like people arguing back and forth about, and they're like they're like doing math problems and stuff in the in the comments. And I'm like, Jesus, it's just a it's just a woodworking mallet. <laughs> I don't know about the the science involved, but I, I wasn't really asking for a science explanation. But th- again, this is a lot of people who just need to like express their their knowledge on something and to tell me where I was wrong. <laughs> Well, see, what they need to do is start their own YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm. All about efficiency. I think if I didn't have a YouTube channel, I would be one of those commenters that feels the need to express their opinions and argue about everything yeah. because I wouldn't have an outlet. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it is people feel like they're just not heard in life yeah. and that they, they can go online and just kind of say their bit. And, but I, and, I, and most of the time I don't mind it it's just sometimes when people just get especially mean about it i I don't understand why they they have to i don't know yeah why they need to be that way yeah there was there was the one i I got yesterday that was so funny was the the guy saying oh this is just another guy who's wanting to start a youtube channel or something (laughs) i don't know what oh yeah i remember what that comment was oh here it is more bs brought to you by people who want to have a channel wow (laughs) one of these days i'll have a channel now i i the way you replied to that was perfect and i think you should read that but I think what I would have, the approach I would have taken was, wow, just another person that wants to hear, have their voice heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it, it's, it's true that the shorts, though, is just so much different than regular videos. The comments oh, yeah. on the shorts, it just, it's just drive-by comments. People just, they don't know who you are. They don't know anything. Clearly, the guy has no clue that I've been doing this for coming up on 16 years now. And it's just another guy wants a channel. <laughs> On TikTok for a while, there was an advertised, I think it was an advertisement for a song, but it was by Pink Panthers. 
And she must have paid a lot for advertising because this this ad kept getting popped up over and over and over again. So one of these times I looked at the comments on this ad just to see what inane nonsense the commenters were saying about this song. And the, one of the top comments was, she's so pretty, and for what? <laughs> That's all it said. <laughs> and, for and for what? There was nothing to learn from this. It's wow. just a memory that popped up when you were talking about this. <laughs> I, f- uh, I find Shorts has those cruel comments where that was actually more so in the wild and on the other. I found like the long form video comments are a lot more respect- respectful yeah. than they used to be. Yeah. We don't get as many drive by comments on the long form stuff. And with. They're all going to TikTok. They're all going to TikTok or to Shorts yeah. or to Steve's or, or to Steve's sh- community tab. <laughs> in general the comments on long form youtube videos i think are pretty that's what I, maybe i'm lucky but no yeah. yeah i think if you if you compare all social media youtube long form comments in my experience are generally really good comments yes. the amount of downright childish or sexist comments we dealt with pre-2020 was incredible due to now where it's like literally the stray person will make a you know well hey look it's a woman cleaning kind of comment or or something of that ilk if you will um and that like that does that's not around anymore unless of course you do a short and then again you're Mm -hmm. i guess you're you're at the dollar store at that point right like you're (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way or you're at the bowling alley like you're at the plate like you know where you are you know how you're talking so i think that's why people kind of bring that i don't get this on instagram either i think instagram also at least in my little realm the the comments are usually really nice I, i very rarely get negative comments on instagram and but mostly i don't but i don't post a lot i just use the stories so maybe that's it you don't really comment on stories instagram also has your like face it's usually associated with your facebook profile mm-hmm. so it's way harder to be like a dick on instagram because people will be like hey look you're the you know you're the director of marketing at this particular company you don't want to <laughs> like i i found that with youtube it's like easy just to like oh nomad two one four twenty sixty nine sixty nine said <laughs> and that it's a little easier to yeah, <laughs> is are you sure that's uh that was YouTube? Are you sure that's not their Pornhub username? <laughs> sixty nine, sixty nine. Well, you got to do the fleet update because that's like a shop video, man. People love that stuff. They just love to see yeah. updates. Those actually don't perform that well for me. Oh really? I, I need to do one anyway. Hmm. I want to do one. It's not that you I should need just to do put one. it on Patreon only, and then therefore hmm. it would just be something for those people. Well, I can't put a sponsored ad in it if I do it on Patreon only. This is a commercial, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm making money from this as my job. How dare I? <laughs> All right, Robert. It's great, great talking to you again.